And then we know what happened. That that image got marred. And that image got, got scarred. And that image was, was born because Adam and Eve chose not to obey God. And then for us, we're now in the image of man and dad, Adam and Eve. But that imprint of God, that eternity that is in the heart of every man, man still bears. And Jesus comes. And he comes to, to, to take back what was stolen, what was given away, to get ahead of himself, to, to give to us what Adam and Eve had in the garden, the image of God. The image of God in us and the image of God being seen through us. And one of the things that he done was he came to redeem. He came to redeem. What does redeem mean? To take back, to purchase back. To take something that was wrong and make it right. That everything that Adam and Eve had in the garden, God walking with them in the cool of the day, hearing the sound of the Lord in the garden, that they knowing God's fellowship, intimacy with God, all of the things that they had in Genesis is ours in Christ Jesus. That he redeemed it, he took it all back. Or as the authority they had in the garden, he took that back for us as well. That man was given rule all of the earth. And Jesus redeemed all of that for you and me. What value is he most for us? When I consider the heavens, the works of your hands, when I consider the galaxies and everything you've made, when I consider the earth and everything, who am I that you would think of me, O God? What value he puts on you and me? That he redeemed his sins, he sent his only begotten son, so that, that we could be redeemed. You know, Jesus didn't just come to go on the cross for our sins. He came to deal with the sin issue. But he came to take us back to where we belong, Father. He came to, because you're so valuable, yet sin had to be dealt with. Yet the grave had to be dealt with. But he came to redeem us so that we could be restored back to a relationship with God. He's redeemed. How broken were we? How lost were we? And we weren't too far from the hands of the Redeemer. I love them songs, do you know? I know my Redeemer lives. They were great songs, they were Job, you know? It's like, I know everything is crazy, but I know. Yada is the word in Hebrew. I know intimately and experientially that my God lives, my Redeemer lives. Not just a theological framework for intimately and experientially I know that my Redeemer lives. That we should never just settle for something on a piece of paper or something. That he's not a God just to be believed in, he's a God to be experienced. And he redeemed us for that purpose. John 17, 3, this is eternal life that you may know God. Boom. Know God. I remember I used to say to my friends in the flat when I was saying first, I know God. They go, you are mad. <laughs> yeah, but I know God. I know He loves me. I've experienced His love. I've experienced His forgiveness. I didn't just read it, I experienced it. And my experiences match up with what He's already written. He's a redeemer. And He's a restorer. Never think someone or some situation in our lives goes too far and the redeemer can't restore. Think of the world's baddest person. I remember in the Methodist church, which is here, 
there was a, a lady minister a number of years ago, and on Easter Sunday she said uh, that she would want a. Uh, she said, Don't, would you need to send someone down to share a testimony? Because I want their people to know. You know, she thought about prayer, she said, I want their people to know that no one's too far gone from the hand of God. So she said, Will you send me the biggest, baddest, scariest testimony? So I sent the guy down, and he had a scar down his face and bullet in his back of his neck or something like that. And, uh, and he'd, done, he'd done amazing. But what she was trying to say to the person, look, on, on, here's a story that you would have probably read about this person, seen this person on the street and go, there's no hope for them. They're never torn. But she was trying to no prayer works. And whoever you're praying for, God redeems and God restores. He restores people. What's lost in our lives? What's, is there relationships that need to be restored? Is there a heartache that needs to be restored? He is the restorer. That is bearing the image of God. You carry that message when God restores something in our lives. That's a message that we're bearing of the image of God. That He's a redeemer. That He is a restorer. He restores broken hearts. He restores relationships. He restores lost things. I kid you not, the amount of times, not a scripture, Jesus came from Mark. He came to seek and save that which is lost. I'm telling you, if you ever knew that and asked Jesus to find he is amazing for me to lost things. Like, I can't deny, like, that sounds so trivial. I shared this twice before. I, I, like, long story short, I couldn't find my passport. I put my passport in the same place, on the same shelf, forever and a day. I was going away and I couldn't find it. And me and Sharon had had a row a couple of days before I went. She's out of the that. Sorry, my kids are Sharon. And then, uh, like, Like just made her up or something. Went down the to office and was just clutching that stuff. I got up here, got on at 5 o'clock in the morning. Brussels, the same channel I like And uh, I got up and said, I'm going to just look one more time and then, you know, we've got to make sure and say, okay, we just have to go around. I guess to that place, but everything was saying, we have baskets and stuff and everything was still here. And the, the passport was exactly where I've always left it. Now I did pray and I asked Jesus, Smart and I'm going to get someone to find that out. And it was there. Remember the girl in that church, she lost her vacation between married and nobody else lost her engagement and went and couldn't find her. And the Lord spoke to her and says, God, tell her to look at this drawer. And she just couldn't be in that drawer. I've looked in that drawer a hundred times. She said, I'm just telling you what I'm going to do. I'm just telling you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get you. I'm going to share this one of my fingers. And there was a couple of little laughers around the place. I was like, oh, this is stupid. I don't really think this is any good. And then, Anyway, you know what you were laughing? Do you remember Deborah Nolan used to live in Kamani Rob and the apparent? She lost her turtle. Right? And then her turtle. She was moving ill, she was moving back to Galway, she was going to give the turtle to her, her nephew, and uh, she couldn't find a team with them. This was in July. This was in December of time. The reason they were laughing, she just went down to collect um, letters from our old address. And the, and, the, and the landlord said, by the way, we found this. Her turtle. <laughs>
Our minds get renewed by the word. We know what he says about us, who we are, what is our inheritance, and then it's up to us to go after those things. But he's written it down. You want to know what God is like? He tells us. If you want to know who God redeems, he tells us. If you want to know how God restores, he tells us. If you want to know how he re-educates us, he shows us who we are and who Jesus is. Do you know what one of the greatest days is about days I can say to myself? That God gives me exactly the way he loves Jesus. How do we think I'm more difficult He loves us exactly the way. How do we find out how much he loves us is in this? He re-educates us. Not what our background tells us. Not what our family members tell us. Not what our steward probably told us. Not what mistakes told us or failures told us. He tells us who we are. And we need to be re-educated. In knowing that he's the one. I'm watching them. Great old movie there with Sir Alec Guinness in it, The Bridge on the River Coy, if anyone knows that movie. And they had British soldiers, you know, um, caught during the war with Japanese and they brought to a camp and you have to build this bridge. Fantastic, hilarious. Serious movie, but hilarious in some ways. You know, that real English. Um, the Japanese fellow was going to, he said, if I don't get that bridge built again the 18th of March, he said, I have to kill myself. Jolly good. <laughs> Johnny goes to chat. And then just really great movie. Uh, but here all the soldiers are there lined up. They're getting they're getting ordered to 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 build up the the, the, the bridge. And Alakin is still there with the sergeant and uh, the Japanese, you know, uh, commandant of, of the camp are saying, and you will go there and you can leave now. And Sir Alec Guinness was the captain said to the sergeant. Don't let them live when he tells them to live. He says, if they do what he says, all the army will be So he says, well, if you tell them, he says, they will remember who they are. So, disciplined man that knows how to take orders. And the Japanese guy says, you can live! Nobody will live. And then the sergeant says, dismiss! And you can walk. And we can hear the old slave master. We can hear the old tournament that tells us where to go, where he used to go. And we can we can either go according to his voice or we hear the voice of the Lord. No, I don't listen to you anymore. I have a new commandant. I have a new a new the other great story and um, I can't think of the names right now. But the Japanese Japanese camp wouldn't give up. One one um, one when the war was over and it, the, the Japanese surrendered. One camp wouldn't give up. And, and eventually, um, the names will come to me in a minute, but the, but the, the, the guy who left one of these um, men in charge uh, came back to camp. I sent an envoy to camp. And he walked up to the gates of the, of the concentration camp. And we gave him, prisoner of war camp, we gave him a letter he says. He says, the arch commander in chief has been your commander-in-chief. And all these people are to be let go. And I'll tell you what, our commander-in-chief, Jesus, has beaten the old slave master that whispers, that shouts ours, that directs us, that we don't take orders from him anymore. We have to be re-educated and able to hear what our new commander-in-chief says. Amen? And finally, that the image that we bear is not just like the image of the redeemer or restorer, Really educator, there you go. All these are coming good. But he releases. 
He released us. He released us from the state of death. He released us from our past. He released us from the old ways of thinking. That we have to know that He, in our re-educating, that He's the God who releases. What do we need re-educating in, in the Word of God? I find when people go, when people get sick, they try to educate themselves in the sickness and, and get faith in a desperate situation, which is okay. But the re-education is not just when we're desperate. It's because of who he is that we read it. Not because like, I'm desperate, I need more faith in this. But the reality is he releases the captives. He releases heaven off the earth. He releases us from things that ensnare us. He releases new ideas. He releases his our future. The destiny of every Christian is the throne of God. It's the throne of God. All true Matthew. You read Matthew all this month, like uh, this last week, uh, whenever like it's like Jesus called him to himself. Called him to himself. He called the disciples to himself. He has released us from all ways of thinking so that we can go to Him and come to Him. What do you need releasing? God is the releaser. You need finances released. Pray to the releaser to release to open up the windows of heaven upon your life. Like, the amount of people that are here that just can't sleep in the night, just wrong, I'm just going to release peace on us so that we can sleep in the stillness there's a sleep that the Bible promises the righteous. I pray that you can't sleep in the night time. People hope for all types of reasons, but that God, that you would release the peace of God that tucks the righteous into the bed. And that Father, that you would, we would hear you singing over us, rejoicing over us. I thank you, Lord, what do you need in regard to redemption? What does it release in us? What was wrong with being put was? God, you know God. All by Him. He instigated it all. He paid for it all. You just have to enter in. Just to let the Holy Spirit to bring things up in their own life. What makes people so There was one thing that could be restored, comes up in your heart, and you just whisper it to the Thank you. 
just do what only you can do. Refresh us. Any place where the image of God is marred, restore that. Restore. Just like the prodigal son when he came back after being four years away from God or his father, you could imagine. When he came back, he was restored to sonships. The ring on his fingers, restored to the talking, covered by his father, being able to walk in grace. What needs restore to save him? Holy Spirit, come. Restore to us the joy of our salvation. Restore to us self-hating. Restore to us, Lord God, that purpose that you have, Father, for each one. Release us into new things in the Holy Spirit. Release gifts, Father. Release your anointing, O God. Release your dreams. Release your songs. Release the new songs, the new days. Release them, Lord, today. New sense of purpose, a new sense of direction. Release them, Lord. We're yours, Lord. We're yours, Lord. Can we stand as I pray to say, Thank you, Father. We love you. Well, just tell for a moment. Just tell. Look at all the things that we are, we are being, we've been redeemed to bear his image of this world. None of us, none of us, none of us are exempt from that. None of us. He just delights, he delights to show you off. He delights putting his spirit on you and in you. He delights you hearing his word and reading his word. He delights when you sing to him. He delights. Just pray today, Lord, that you just come and just shine us up here, Lord. Just let us shine for you this week, Lord. Lord, as we spend time with you, Lord, that we will reflect you. We will reflect you into this earth, O oh God. To our families, O oh God. When we look in the mirror, and we see the image of Jesus. That we're not like Moses whose glory was fading. That we have the glory of God on us, the image of God on us, the character of God on us has gone from one degree of glory to another. We're on the increase. Not on the decrease. You're not in the Old Testament. You're not in under an old covenant. You're in the new covenant. So I pray when you look in the mirror, And if you can't look at yourself in the mirror, when you go home and look yourself in the eye, and tell yourself, tell, re-educate yourself on who you are. You belong to God. You are God's. He's in you. He loves you. You bear His image. So I send us out today in the great name of Jesus. Courageous, because that's the image of God. Righteous, holy, faithful, 
powerful, full of authority, words that can shape and make things happen in Jesus' name. I pray every place needs redeemed, redemption will be redeemed, even this week. Things that need to be restored, health, eyesight, come on, mommy. Sleep, friendships, anything more, even this week, Father, even now. Bodies, even now, restores the health. We educate us about who our God is. Even the most avid student of God. We educate us afresh. And Father, I release your people. I release us into the fullness of who we are in God. And who you are in us, Father. I send us out, Lord, as the redeemed of the Lord. I send us out as grace fields. Grace saved people. I send us out as people who is full of the Holy Spirit. I send ears open, eyes open, mind perceive the very thoughts of your Father this week. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.